Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly Loose Units spin-off podcast where Dad and I talk shite to keep you company at the end of the week. Uh, now, we are edging extremely close to our first live show in Yonks. In fact, by the time you hear this episode, it will be, it will be show day, basically. Mm. Dad Paul, and I doing a- Paul yeah, for yeah. our overseas listeners, what does Yonks mean? Uh, just ages. But, Love it. Um, one of the things I'm the most excited about is just seeing everybody in person again. But listen... Quite a few of our people, quite a few of our listeners, have been struck with the spicy cough. So they've got the COVID. And if you go to our Facebook group, our discussion group, there's a bunch of people trying to kind of offload tickets because they feel quite bad about not being able to come and they don't want other people to miss out. That is extremely thoughtful of you. But here's the thing. Uh, we are encouraging masks at the venue. We're, we're, it's a mask-friendly venue. So if you have COVID and you don't feel comfortable, don't come. If you do have it and feel comfortable masking up and staying away from people if you're asymptomatic and not transmitting just basically whatever you feel comfortable with but it is something we are all very much aware of and we are working around um we're encountering kind of a similar problem with the book launch uh on uh well next week i'm uh launching with josh brandon his book that he wrote with william shatner and a bunch of people who are meant to be coming to that have also caught covid there's a big spike going on at the moment and just basically wear a mask and stay safe everyone um it's um, Dad, it's, it's funny paul mm. your intro why because it's it seems to be to be very melbourne centric because in sydney we don't give a shit about covid uh yeah no, and uh, we don't wear masks yeah you really that's really stupid and we just flew back from uh thailand and Qantas had an announcement on board saying you didn't have to wear masks anymore extremely stupid and that's what but i think if you're all inside a metal tube at 40,000 feet, wearing a mask or not, I believe, makes no difference. Because you're actually, all breathing the same air. It medically does, but, yeah. you know. Anyway. If, you, if you catch an international flight these days and don't come back with something, uh, you are superhuman. So I am superhuman. Uh, I, I came back I, with nothing. I will wager that you've, you've I probably I came back with got... no money, empty wallet. Right, okay. That's the... That's the cost. Um, Dad, I know that you're a big fan of uh, birds. I'm not a fan at all. Uh, you've obviously had a long storied history with birds being mm. pains in the ass for you. You've got people feeding birds above your building. Uh, somebody has sent us some amazing footage uh, on the Facebook page of... It's actually in Flinders Lane in Melbourne, and there's an apartment about four stories up, and there's a bunch of cockatoos pulling pot plants off the balcony and dumping them on people below. It is the most chaotic shit I've seen in a long time. Have you ever had run-ins with cockatoos, or have your bird problems mainly been pigeon-centric? I 
I love cockatoos. Right. Okay. And we have a plethora of cockatoos in this area. They make an incredible noise and they've got massive beaks and they can crack nuts. Any type of nut. Mm. Which is, I mean, that'd be painful, wouldn't it? If you had a cockatoo latch onto your, your nuts. Well, do you find that funny or I'm just spontaneously funny? Would you concur? Uh, that's a bold statement. So you certainly get there sometimes. Go I know, on. but I don't know if they could crack those like a macadamia. Your dad, your testicles would need to be frozen for them to crack them. Let's not look. Cockatoos are a uniquely Australian phenomenon. If you, no, not just because they're from here but because they behave in what I would regard as a uniquely Australian manner. Um, true, true. They're, they're very intelligent and they they're are. very naughty, basically. And they speak English. Do they? Are you joking? Well, They, they are never... fluent. They are, some of them are very fluent. Then, did you know what, sorry, do you know what fluent means? Yes, it means it's the, off- <laughs> the opposite of, <laughs> God, it's the opposite of effluent. Because uh... I know I talk shit. Yeah. But, um... I believe if you were to take a cockatoo, which is illegal, everyone, to another country, unless you've got permission and you're not going to get permission because they're a protected species, mm-hmm. even though they are abundant. But if you took one to, say, Germany, I reckon within six weeks, it would be speaking it speak- German. Right. And it might even be doing that funny German walk. The one that can't, cannot be mentioned. It says here, cockatoos are not known for their talking abilities. While really? there are exceptions, it is more oh. common for a cockatoo not to talk than to have a large vocabulary. Okay, well, I just think that they, they are so bright, they choose not to speak. So, it says here that they're not very talkative, whereas you think if they went to Germany within a week, they'd be speaking <laughs> fluent German. I think I said six weeks. So, Dad, if you can learn a new language in six weeks, you're a savant, all right? Um, you, you, have you ever heard that term, idiot savant? Uh, yeah, you've you've called me that several times. No, but I'm I just take out the word savant. Right. Okay. It says here cockatoos can learn between twenty to thirty words, which often include phrases. So, Paul, if the cockatoo was born in Germany, it could probably learn some basic German. But if it was already speaking English, I think its little brain would be full. You know, they don't have little brains. They they, they absolutely do. Paul, it's not fun when I speak about you know, general knowledge topics and you continually refer to whatever you're doing behind the scenes. In other words, you're fact-checking. You don't like me fact-checking is what you don't like. No, because if you... Because, you know... Yeah, I mean, what can I say? Apart from the fact that... I mean, that's what makes, you know, my conversation so spontaneous. How is your ability with foreign languages? Because I know... know Very bad. Very, very bad. I'm I'm, I'm not a linguist. No, but it may, I feel like sometimes you put yourself in a box. I've been with you, and you, you have a house in Thailand. Mm. You spend a lot of time there, and I've seen you fold your arms and refuse to speak a single word of Thai. Paul, I, me folding my arms is it's not a sign of refusal. Okay. What okay? is it? So you've misinterpreted. Okay. It could be just that I'm just relaxing in my chair. Just having, um, a, having a good sit. But I do concur with you, and I tip my hat again, mm-hmm. uh, that I, I, I have not made any effort. Because I'm very self-conscious about yeah, language. I was, Dad, I was trying to actually build to this, and I, I've i noticed there's a certain type of person that doesn't feel comfortable being... Because it's quite confronting to put yourself out there. Let's say karaoke or dancing in public or public speaking, all these things that require you to put yourself on show in a way in which you might feel uncomfortable with. And I feel like 
putting on a little accent and saying words that you, you feel like you might be butchering is probably mm. quite confronting. I, I utterly agree with you. And the thing is that I'm trying to imagine how I sound yeah. to... I don't even use the most basic ter- uh, Thai uh, you know, words, terminology. And, I, and, and I'm slack. But you mentioned three things a minute ago. You said... Um, well, the last one you said was public speaking. But karaoke, mm-hmm. uh, I find abhorrent on every level and I will never do it what was the first thing uh uh shit sorry everyone yeah you said karaoke yeah uh then dancing the last... was one dancing and I, and I do not dance in public or private I feel like I got this I, I inherited a lot of these hang ups from you they're, they're not hang ups Paul oh they are and that's no, okay no I don't agree they're not hang ups they're just it's a path we've chosen in life and when I first met Christine, yeah, she took me out onto the dance floor, uh huh, and I completely fucked up. Dad, my first dance when a girl dragged me onto the dance floor, I just jumped up and down in place for a minute before a friend of mine sent his girlfriend to literally pull me off the dance floor and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I said, "I don't know." Oh, ah! it's know, like choreography. Dad, sponsor- choreography is something that I I admire in other mm, people definitely. and I really I really enjoy seeing people doing that stuff well yes yes but, however look yeah. th- there was a time in my life when I was when I had an afro and my floor shine platform shoes two tone yeah. and flares so you had the gear to no, look no 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 I oh. actually did get up on the the dance floor those illuminated disco floors and I tripped the light fantastic for hours I was cool but it was just for a few years and then I just, I completely, that was the disco phase. Uh, um, yeah. Thinking about it, actually, it's sort of like reliving something that's very difficult for me to talk about. But at the time, I was, I, was a, I could really, you know, I had the moves. Did you? <laughs> Paul. That, that, what strikes me is that you were willing to do something that made you uncomfortable because the... It was a. You did a basic equation. You went, look, I could, you know, um, attract a member of the opposite sex if I, you know, dance around a bit. You, what you lack is incentive. What you lack is something that is more. You, the payoff for doing the things that makes you uncomfortable needs to outweigh the discomfort, and then you can think about doing it. But for you, everyone speaks English there anyway, so you go, well, then what's the point? I don't look, really I think I'm, I'm, I'm lazy, to be honest with you. And, and I just, I'm not linguistic. When I lived in England for a year, I studied French and German for a year. And I can only remember a few French phrases. And there's such ridiculous phrases like, uh, you know, the bird is under the car. Right. Well, how would you say that in French? Um, well, the bird is under the car. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> no, um anyway, look, that's as an aside, I I I can still recall those phrases. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not going to put it out there because uh our listeners in France will be traumatized, no doubt. I'm not. I'm not criticizing, but I think I had a real bugbear about karaoke for many, many years. And then at some point, I got dragged on stage, and I'd had a few drinks, and I can hold a note, but I only mm. ever did it in private. And so I got up and sang, and it was just like a drug hit. It was amazing. So now I love karaoke, but I still get nervous. I still have that mm. little barrier I need to push through. And in fact, you know how I interview famous people all the time for my job? I chat with mm. um, you know, actors and celebrities yeah. and authors yeah. and whatever. Yeah. I get nervous every time, mm. every single time. My natural inclination is, I don't belong here. What am I doing? This is uncomfortable. But mm. I push through it because the payoff at the end is that I get to stoke my ego, but I also get to talk to somebody that I deeply admire. So mm. um, Tegan is really good with French. When we get overseas, she just starts speaking French. But when she's in Australia, she could be at a French cafe speaking to French people and she gets weird about it. She refuses to step outside that box because she's nervous of how it will look if she says a word wrong or something. So it's a very common hang up that you've got. And it's, I don't judge you for it. And I think most people feel a little out of their comfort zone with, with some things. You mm. know. Paul, I love public speaking. Right. But you didn't. No, I didn't. And I... Long, long before we started doing these podcasts and live shows. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. A long, long time ago. I was mm-hmm. asked at an international um, art fair at Darling Harbour to go along and, and do, a, you know, do a live talk. Mm-hmm. And I know I've mentioned this to you and the listeners a long time ago, but it's worth re-mentioning. And I was so traumatised by that one speaking event because they had set up probably a hundred chairs. I was on a a podium with a handheld microphone. Yeah. And from memory, there were less than five people. One of the people Mm -hmm. was a homeless man who had somehow made his way into the the convention centre He may well have lived there like a pigeon in the rafters. His beard reached his navel. 
I'm quite sure that there were various species of birds living in the beard. Uh huh. He had congealed phlegm. All right. And food. Yeah, yeah. All down his beard. Uh huh. He his toenails looked like that of Howard Hughes. Google that, listeners. He never cut his toenails, and he was one of the four or five people in my audience. And I, I thought the discussion no, it wasn't a discussion; it was a it was a talk on various elements of um, of art. And it was just it made me feel terrible. And like in a movie where people are performing in a convention centre, people were just walking past. And it's very, very demoralising. Now, I can tell you that that singular event, it traumatised me. I felt like a failure. And it was just... And that that sort of left a, a lasting impression. So when it came to our first live show in Melbourne, mm-hmm. I, I remember being in the back room with you and you were sort of you know, gyrating around and doing what you do. And I was just yeah. sitting there in a catatonic state and you kept saying, Dad, are you okay? Perhaps you were worried that you'd have to carry me sort of stiff out onto the... and sort of place me on a stool. And I was fucking shitting myself. And I find it unbelievably stressful to talk in front of an audience. However, I also find it incredibly exhilarating. Yeah. It is so exciting and it's visceral. You've really had to basically reprogram a computer totally. at this point because totally. you, you've spent most of your life uh, being afraid of a thing or not having any positive reinforcement or anything, and then suddenly you've done it, and you're like, "Oh my god, I love this!" But you, I assume that every time there's still a little bit of resistance. From no, the no, brain, no. Right? When I come out and yeah. and on stage, and to be on stage and with 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 bright lights, yeah, I don't know whether the audience are aware. But when people are on stage, generally you can't see the audience. Yeah. You may get um, sort of the people in the front row slightly illuminated. Yeah. But, and also you've got to be conscious, or I try and look out into the the blackness. Just quickly, Daddy, you, I'm sorry, is there a bin outside emptying stuff, or is Mum just breaking bottles because to let some tension out? Like, what's happening? Well, yes, there's a... There's a, a, it's a large garbage truck, right. which I think it's it sort of shows the the earthiness of our of our podcast. Earthiness is one word. I mean, the other word is unprofessionalism. Like, if I had any actual chops as a proper audio engineer, I would have rigged you up an actual studio right now. But instead, you're perched at your kitchen counter as bins are emptied unceremoniously behind you. And yet, you don't even let that throw you off your game because no, you, no. Are, you are now, you've crossed the threshold. You now no longer find speaking on the microphone or public speaking actually nerve-wracking. So by that rationale, could we not have a similar watershed moment with you speaking some Thai next time you order coffee? No. no. <laughs> but Paul, yeah. I would like to thank you in that... Without you mm-hmm. on stage, there is no event because you are gifted in the fine art of bringing me back 
to what we're supposed to be talking about. I know our listeners love me to go off on tangents, but it's very important. That is your your role. It's a bit like Parkinson. Parkinson, master of the interview, he's there, but he's not talking about himself, is he? But he's mm. he's drawing out. And some of the people that <clears throat> he has interviewed over the years have been very, very tricky, tough. He's, he's interviewed people that have been completely, you know, drunk and belligerent. And it's it's just unbelievable. But, you know, I don't like to drink alcohol when I go on stage. I like to use that tension to... Fuel you. To fuel me. Yeah. It's funny when I first start talking on stage, I feel that the crowd can sense my sort of fluctuation in my my voice, which is a sign... Yeah, I'd be very curious as to whether the crowd has ever detected nerves in you. I mean, you... What, okay, here's the thing. We're doing a matinee show, right, mm. on Saturday yep. at 1.30 in the afternoon. Ridiculously excited about that. Mm. Um, but one thing worth mentioning there is the fact that uh, any nerves you had the previous night will be completely expunged. So if we have people coming to both shows, I would absolutely love to get a comparison in terms of your actual demeanor between shows, mm. um, I think I think it'll be quite. Diff- I think you'll be quite different in both situations. Basically, I think it'll yeah, be, yeah. Be very the 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 promo that we do for loose units yeah. on the podcast, mm-hmm. I listen to it, and I know we've discussed this before, but I find because I'm reading, you're not, or you are, mm. but you're a professional. But mm. I find it. I find it quite uncomfortable listening to it because to me it's not free flowing it's it's yeah. almost contrived and i don't that's why the live stuff's really special well, well i look, guess we, yeah we you know we uh the reason there's ads on the show is because that's how we make a living basically that's how we you know that's that we get paid for the show that's how it works uh and the live shows are great because we also get to you know, we get we get ticket sales and whatnot, and you know we sell copies of the book, and that's that's all well and good, and that does help incentive wise. But when you're sitting there with a sponsor and they go, "Hey, uh, we want to um, get you to read this ad," mm. Dad, sometimes you bounce off a script pretty hard, and so we have to sort of sit there and massage it out of you. But you, the fact is, you can learn to do it, and you I have gotten good at it. So I just think next time you're in Thailand, if you're ordering a coffee, maybe you can say thank you in Thai, you probably feel pretty stupid the first time you do it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll maybe you'll get to like it? Mm. Maybe. Well, yeah, your sister, Anne, is, yeah. she's a linguist. Yeah. And, uh, but she wasn't always. I mean, she had to force herself to, you know, do that. True, but I think people, you know, have a certain, I do believe that there are certain types of, of brains, you know, brain yeah. chemistry. And mm. uh, also, you know, it's challenging the older you get because, you know, things sort of get, I guess, they're not so flexible. Yeah. Um, you know, and one of the sad things about one of my deep regrets uh, that I've had sort of held for, you know, 62 years, mm-hmm. and I still occasionally lament the fact that my father did not speak Dutch, and I think that was f- fucked, basically. What a, what a magnificent opportunity 
uh, that was presented to us as young children if he had have spoken Dutch. We would have been bilingual. I think that is a travesty mm. and a waste that can't ever be brought back. So for all those families out there with young kids, if one or both of the you know, the, the people, the parents, uh, you know, speak another language mm. or, heaven forbid, a couple of languages, then I think the environment and the opportunity and that moment in time to speak to the child in, in if, if possible, numerous languages is just, it is so wonderful for the brain. Mm. And in this day and age to be bilingual, trilingual is, is on so many levels unbelievable. And I just think that was an opportunity that was absolutely wasted. And you can make excuses till the cows come home. There are no excuses because, you know, he could have sat with us from the time we were born Mm -hmm. even half an hour a day or just in just general conversation and it's gone. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of my bugbears in life. You know that you can actually... You could actually take a course and learn Dutch if you really wanted. Yeah. No, I won't do that. Okay, there we go. Well, problem solved. The uh, legacy is dead. Well, <laughs> long live the motherland. Um, anyway, uh, look, we'll deal with all this when we get on stage tomorrow or today mm. as you're today. listening. But honestly, head across to our discussion group. Have a chat with some people because there are some tickets up for grabs. Uh, make sure... If you want to wear a mask, I think it's smart to sit in the audience of a live show these days and wear a mask. I think it's because COVID is spiking, but just whack an N95 on, you know, don't touch anyone and you should be okay, but it's up to you as the individual to decide what you want to do. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be on stage tonight over at the Comedy Republic. Dad's going to be a little nervous at first. He's never going to speak a foreign language and we will see you very, very soon for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.